What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. A federal judge has ordered that kids be removed from incarceration in Louisiana's infamous Angola prison. Joining us to discuss is Elizabeth Well Greenberg, a senior reporter for The Appeal, a worker-led nonprofit news organization. She writes on prison and jail conditions and wrongful convictions. Her article in The Appeal is Federal Judge Orders Louisiana to Move Kids Out of Angola Prison, Children in the Former Death Row Unit at Angola, one of the nation's most infamous prisons, have been locked in solitary confinement, shackled while they eat and play, and attacked by guards. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning, Kat. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for joining us. Elizabeth, I'm pretty sure we had you on when the courts ordered children could be sent to Angola prison. Remind my listeners how we got here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So um, last year, uh, the governor of Louisiana announced a plan to move children who were in the care of the Office of Juvenile Justice Um, from their secure care facilities to a new unit um, that was supposed to be temporary that um, is in Angola prison. It's the former death row unit for the state. And uh, the governor announced the plan to move children from these secure care facilities to the unit, um, citing uh, recent escapes from some children uh, from, from uh, from those same facilities. The ACLU and other groups um, tried to stop these transfers, but last September, a federal judge ruled that they could uh, commence after the Office of Juvenile Justice assured the court that the children in the unit would receive all of the educational and rehabilitative services that they're entitled to. Elizabeth, can you say a little bit more about that? Like, what? Because this same judge is the judge that's saying, no, you have to get them out of there. And in fact, U.S. District Judge Shelley uh, Dick said that they had, the state had broken every, virtually every promise they made. Specifically, what promises were made? Yes, that's a great question. And I, I have to give a shout out to the local reporting. Um, that's been done in Louisiana, especially NOLA.com and The Lens, who have really been on this uh, this crisis from the very beginning. Um, so there was a hearing after the ACLU and other legal groups tried to stop these transfers. And at the hearing, Office of Juvenile Justice officials said, we don't punish children in our care. Um, they will not be subjected to solitary confinement, which is actually against the law in Louisiana to subject children to solitary confinement. Um, they will receive all of the services that they um, would get at any other facility. I think it's important to note that the Office of Juvenile Justice, their charge is to rehabilitate children in their in their custody, not to punish them. Um, what the judge found at the hearing that happened, you know, um, well, let's see, the transfers began in October, um, approximately 70 to 80 children um, have been held at the prison uh, during that time. Uh, and now in August, we have, you know, several months of, uh, of evidence of what actually occurred. And what the judge uh found was that everything that the ACLU had said would happen, happened. Um, It was a prison environment. Um, She said that the facility, um, which she visited, um, 
absolutely was a prison, not a you know rehabilitative environment. When she visited the prison, uh, the Associated Press reported she saw a child uh, handcuffed eating a meal. Uh, she saw three other children handcuffed while they were playing cards. Um, children reported that they'd been held in their cells um, for days on end, only permitted to leave uh, to shower, which they had to do um, while cuffed and shackled. Uh, they were not provided schooling uh, as the uh, as OJJ had promised and as they are obligated um, to provide. Um, and they had also been subjected to physical attacks by staff. Uh, there is a surveillance video, which the court, uh, which the judge viewed. Um, I only have a description of the video from the ACLU's filing, which shows, and the, the guard admitted this in a deposition, um, that he had uh, reached into a cell and sprayed a child with mace um, after the child threw um, a, a liquid um, through the bars of his cell. Um, and uh, you can, apparently the video then shows uh, the guards running and gagging and coughing while the children are left in the, in the unit for several minutes. And Elizabeth, we had um, your colleague on to talk about the heat wave that had struck the South and Southwest and its particular impact on young people, uh, excuse me, on folks that were incarcerated. These young people, same thing, right? No air conditioner locked in their cells for days at a time? Yes, that's, that's correct. So the children reported to their attorneys that during the summer, um, their cells lacked air conditioning. State officials said that air conditioning um, ha ha is installed in the unit. However, they did admit, according to local news reports, that um, you know it had been broken, it was in need of repairs, um, and that there had also been um, some power outages. And I should also add, Kat, that just yesterday, the um, uh, Louisiana governor and the Office of Juvenile Justice filed an appeal of the judge's ruling. They also asked the judge to stay her ruling, which means that they want to be able to, they want to be able to keep the unit open while their appeal is pending um, in uh, the, I believe it's the, the Fifth Circuit, although I may have the name of the exact court wrong, but while their appeal is pending, they want to be able to keep kids in this unit and they want to be able to transfer kids into the unit. Um, the judge had given said that all kids had to be moved out of the unit no later than September um, uh, 14th or 15th, I believe. Um, they have asked the judge to um, make a decision on the request for a stay um, by five o'clock today. Elizabeth, what's really underneath their wanting to have kids sit in Golden Prison, do you think? It, 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 can't, it cannot be that they really believe that this is for the safety of the public. That just cannot be so. I mean, that's a really great question. You know, I think what you see, you know, I was reading over the, the state's um, motion um, for a stay. And what you see in, in this motion is they say, we need Angola to stay open, which I should add they, number one, promised would be a therapeutic environment, and number two said would be a temporary unit. They said that um, it would be closed by April. They've now pushed that to the end of the year. Um, 
And so what you see in, in their in their motion asking um, the, the court to keep this, this unit open um, is you see them really vilifying the kids in their care. And they're saying that these kids are so violent and so out of control um, in, in our other facilities that we need to be able to transfer them to Angola, right? And then, you know, the, what that really says is, well, what's going on in these other facilities? What are these kids not getting? Um, because this kind of, we know, right, this kind of punishment, um, this kind of isolation, uh, this sort of, you know, just deprivation of, of, you know, all that kids need, right? This is not going um, to help kids. It's not going to improve public safety. But I think what you really see um, in the Louisiana's filings in this case is this incredibly punitive mindset, which is, you know, when we're talking about the adult system, you can kind of say, okay, well, we all know the adult system is, is punitive, right? And and we argue about rehabilitation and release and, and things like that, right? But the juvenile justice system is supposed to be different. And what we see, I think, in Louisiana right now is they are really importing the mindset, um, the, the punishment mindset they have for adults, which is obviously problematic, um, but they're really taking that and applying it to kids, which they are not supposed to do. That is not the, the mission of the Office of Juvenile Justice. All right, Elizabeth Walgraven, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Kat. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.